Dr. Kasha T. And as ever, I'm joined by... Dan Hancocks. Hello. I'm a journalist <laughs> and author. Hello. Hello. Um, and I'm very happy to be with you as well. Um, yeah, welcome to Cursed Objects. If you're listening to this, you probably, it's plausible you already know what Cursed Objects is. Yes. It's a podcast in which every week we take a different sort of everyday object uh, that yeah. we found in a charity shop or that you know, looms in the back of our imaginations, tormenting us. It's not cursed as in the sense of uh, of a, someone's put a curse on you, but rather an excuse to talk about the everyday objects and what they tell us about the society we live in uh, and the world around us. And Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Isn't it charming? <laughs> uh, and today we are coming to you live from my living room. We've just had a lovely meal that Dan made. Thanks very Which much. Is, That's nice of you. Yeah, it's very fitting, I think. To it is topic. fitting. Although, <laughs> although Kasha is being really nice, but she hasn't tipped me anything. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm seething, to be quite honest, <laughs> quietly. But I'll, I'll carry on seething and quiet. But yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about... Outing me as not a tipper. <laughs> Well, you know, it's because you're a good communist. Um, I actually believe that the state should do the (laughs) tipping. Or maybe that we should just abolish restaurants. Wow, abolish restaurants, Kasha. What? We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We are. We very much are. So, yes, this week um, is coming up to the Christmas period. Going out for lots of meals. I don't Mm. know what your social calendar looks like. Well, actually, I know what your social calendar looks like. Every time I'm like, what are you doing December? You're like, I cannot do a single thing more. <laughs> lots of meals, lots yeah. of days out, lots of days in the pub. Um, December madness is very much back after the pandemic, isn't it? Yeah, Just that, yeah, that yeah. sense that like, I always love it that people that you don't even see that often and you maybe haven't seen in a year... And they're like, we've got to meet up before Christmas. And it's like, 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 like I haven't like seen Christmas, you since last yeah. December. Like, we've Christmas been fine. Christmas the deadline. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, okay, I've got to get one in. One yeah, in yeah. for the year. We simply must meet up before Christmas. Why don't we meet up in January, guys? Yeah. Um, yeah or no. for the rest of the year. Like, yeah, 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 suddenly yeah. like, right, it's Christmas. Yeah. I must see you now. Compulsory, relentless social activity. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do kind of love it as much as it's sort of a feeling of a perpetual hangover bleeding into a perpetual cold. <laughs> and a perpetual sort of weariness at the, how dark it empty. is all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just like running on a lot of alcohol and like rich meats <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much no I've got a lot of Christmas meals in the in the calendar already show off yeah I don't want to know because I've been making those plans because I'm 
theoretically trying to finish a book at the moment, which would allow me to then celebrate afterwards yeah. in December um, and enjoy myself a bit more. I don't think any of those meals are going to be turkey, if I've got anything to do with it. But, <laughs> but do you think, because I think some people like end up having four or five turkey dinners, right? It's, they just, have the, it's just insanity. Too, like two too, family too ones. Many, too many turkeys have died. An office <laughs> one, like an old group of friends. Like, you know, there yeah. are... No. I mean, that's... Just so unappealing. Not <laughs> for anything else. Like, how much dry white meat <laughs> can you can you bear? Let's to find eat? out. <laughs> yeah. Over this one month period, oh, again, it's like how much turkey so can you eat? So dry and pale. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. Sorry to the turkey marketing board. Um, anyway, yeah, we're going to be talking about restaurants. We're actually in the we're in the pocket of big. Chicken. <laughs> a big chicken. Big chicken instead oh, of big turkey. I don't think chickens have pockets, Kasha. I think you're kangaroos. Um, but yes, we will be talking about food service today. Less about the food itself, because that is a subject we like to talk about quite a lot. Yeah. And we have covered in at least, I would say, four episodes at this yeah, point. We've yeah. talked about food. Today it's more about where you eat the food and the context in which you do it and the higher power hierarchies that exist within food service, basically. Yes, yeah. And I guess just before we get on to the object that I've brought in, I would just like to say, if you're listening to this on our main feed and not on our Patreon, please, like, tell a friend if you're enjoying it or support our Patreon. We've got loads of episodes and you can see it almost as, like, a tip, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's payment for goods and services. Oh, right, I think okay. direct pay, it's not because we've done it particularly well, it's just because you want our goods and services... <laughs> And you're happy to pay for our labour. Yeah. Because, you know, serious point here. This is work. I mean, Kasha <laughs> may sound like we're a bit drunk on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> after a Sunday lunch. But, you know, this, this technically counts as work. Um, and in uh, if it is possible for you to pay a little bit, so it's £4 a month to join our Patreon. Um, and then you get, I think it's like 25-odd extra episodes we've got yeah. in the... Uh, and the, they slap. On, they are all slap. Yeah, so they so all much. slap. Yeah. And also stickers. You get stickers. You also get stickers. And possibly some other merch if we get around to it. That's the point. <laughs> but, uh, but at the moment, just, you know, it's, it's, it's great for us. So we really appreciate your support. We, w- we won't go on any more with the Patreon egg, not least because a lot of the people listening are already subscribing. Oh, God. I was listening to an episode in preparation for this and there was just so many adverts. So I guess if this little Patreon plug is our advert... Oh, you mean, oh, an episode oh of something else? Oh, something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. man, it went on for hours. Yeah, you'll never hear fucking Price Waterhouse <laughs> Coopers slash VA Systems slash. Um, anyway. Anyway, you don't have to do that with us. You don't have to part with that. And uh, yeah, that's because uh, we have a Patreon model instead. <laughs> okay, so today I brought in an object which to most people would just seem like the most everyday run of the mill object. It's a palette knife, it's got a white sort of like white plastic handle and then the the blade I guess is not like a traditional knife where one edge is serrated so that you can like cut through your vegetables mm. or whatever. It's um or like, it's like a little into, spatula, like, isn't it? Like a little like kind flat. of like flat edge. Yeah. Like it's all this kind of same flat um width, I guess. So there's mm-hmm. no like sharp edges. Yeah. Anyway it sounds I've... useless as a knife, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of what you're going to tell me. Yeah, to I mean, sort of argue, it's I think. useless um, for a lot of things, but it was really, really good when I used to work at Little Oak Coffee Shop. Um, one of the like best and also like I don't know 
morally complex works I've actually done in terms of like, oh, we'll get onto it. But anyway, this knife specifically, when you're making different types of coffee, you use, okay, so for example, a cappuccino mm. is um, double shot of espresso and then foam, just foam. Okay. A latte is a double shot of espresso and then mainly milk, but some foam. Okay. I mean, you create micro bubbles within that. So like, that's yeah. how that, but it's like more milky. And a flat white has no foam, um, but it's got a very, very fine kind of like micro bubbled um, milk, but it's basically flat. That's where the flat white comes micro from. Micro bubbles, is that? Yeah, wow. yeah. I, just, I didn't know any of Like a little bit of that, just kind of like really like, kind of like in, in, enveloped, I guess, in the texture yeah. of the milk. I mean, like, we're like prep filter coffee with like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like no, revealing my ignorance here. I love it's a, actually amazing because I didn't know the difference either and so many people have asked me about it and been yeah. like, so what's the difference? And I've told them, I've been like, I have been drinking a latte for like 10 years and I've had, had no fucking clue what it is. <laughs> like, you know, just no conception. Milky, milky coffee? Milky please coffee, please. <laughs> milky coffee. And like people would come in and be like, oh, can I have a milky coffee? But oh. anyway, the, the palette knife was really um, supposed to actually make my job easier in the sense that if you're, um, when you're creating micro bubbles, when you're creating bubbles in the milk, you have to like get a, you put the, like the, thing that the steam comes through the steam wand thing into the milk wand, and then it has to kind of like start whirling so it starts getting kind of like aerated oh yeah but if you over over froth the milk mm. and someone comes in and it's like a busy like morning shift right so you've got like a queue of like 15 people someone goes okay i want a cappuccino someone behind them's like i want a flat white so you have to make cappuccino milk and give the frothy stuff to the mm. cappuccino person mm -hmm. and then have the flat milk for the for the flat white person. Yeah. But, so like you've got to like work out all of these there things. There are several like, things going on at once. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know, 6.30 in the morning oh, and you're like, yeah. oh my God, Jesus. this is a lot. So the palette knife was supposed to be used as a way that if you'd overfroth the milk for a cappuccino but someone was coming in for a flat white, you could make them a flat flat white by using the palette. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah by yeah. using the palette knife and holding back the froth. Okay. Right? So it's like meant to be, uh, it's meant to be a kind of like object, a tool to make your job in that moment easier. So labor saving. Labor saving, life. especially yeah. when you're busy and it's the early morning and there's just like people just want their coffee and they want to be out. They've got be, to yeah, work. I mean, that's an awful, I always feel for people working coffee shops first thing in the morning because like, everyone's like, I'm late for work, come on, where's my coffee? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. real agitated vibes. But the thing is about it is that, like, I don't know whether it was the ones that my boss bought, but, like, they just never seem to fucking work. Oh, see. <laughs> so you're there. This is why it's cursed. This is why it's cursed, because, like, you're there and you're like, okay, you're a labour-saving object, or you're supposed to be labour-saving object. But instead, what would happen is you'd use this fucking palette knife to hold back the phone, but for some reason, I don't know whether it was the jugs, it didn't fit, like, with the, like, mm. the milk jugs, it didn't work with the shape of them or whatever, but you end up just with, like, milk, pouring out of the jug oh and like God. going all over this. This is so horrible image. Oh You're just God, like frothy yeah, milk froth yeah, yeah. all over the counter and, oh while no. some like, while like, Alistair like Campbell eyebrows. is screaming at you for his coffee. <laughs> what, and not... It's just so much. It was too much. It's too much to bear. And I know it's you loved much. working at the, at the coffee shop and it's a, it's a lovely coffee shop and that your, your boss is like a lovely guy, but it's still... It's stressful work, right? Working in service when you've got a backlog of people. It's like... a lot. It's a lot. I mean, like, we'll get on to the experience of working there, which I think is the more kind of, like, complex aspect. But yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I think this object is fascinating to me because it personally caused me so much 
strife on such a mm. micro level that it felt <laughs> like it was like really macro. The, uh, Every single time yeah. milk was spilt or like like hot milk was spilt all over the fucking tops of this thing, it felt like a dagger to my heart because I was oh like, uh, I've got so many more people so, to get through. So you ended up with like way stronger feelings about this about completely this really banal, banal, inanimate, banal thing. <laughs> inanimate and object. Also, and yeah. also it's a frustration to me because you can, because of the curvature of like a teaspoon, mm. it worked much, it actually worked better in terms of the spout of the jug mm. so that you could hold back the milk and just get like the flat, flat, because milk is heavy and the froth was light, so you can hold okay. back the froth, basically. And with a teaspoon, you can do that actually more effectively because it sits kind of more comfortably at the spout of the jug. So this is like the salvation object. This is the blessed object. This is object. the blessed object because yeah. you can do so many things with a teaspoon. <laughs> you can stir the fucking tea and then you can like, you know, you can like use it to like hold back the milk for like coffees or whatever. So like obviously using different teaspoons or whatever, but it was like the salvation object. Mm. Whereas this palette knife that was just, that was like being used majority for the hold, holding back of the mm. froth was making my life so fucking hard. To the, to, the, to the point that several years later now you're still quite upset I'm about furious. it. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. furious. But I love that like the idea that because basically this I mean this episode is not about food it's about work really yeah. I think yeah. ultimately it's about sort of the nature of certain types of work but particularly in food service uh, there is an excellent pamphlet uh, zine called, zine, yeah. called Abolish Restaurants which yeah. we're going to talk about in a minute um, but that's you know that's about that's about work. It's about the nature of labour in the food service or indeed coffee service industry. I just love, just on a macro level before we start talking about restaurants and food service, the idea that one, because like we've all had jobs that, okay, I know you didn't hate your job at the coffee shop, but mm. uh, jobs in which we, there is one object that sort of crystallises everything that we hate about it, all, yeah. all of our frustrations, yeah. all of our kind of, you know, all of those mornings where you're a bit hungover, you don't want to go to work, you're tired and exhausted, and then you get to your, you know, so in my case, it would be like, you know, the photocopier at the place where I used to do admin mm. some years ago, mm. which never fucking worked. And I never really understood how it was supposed to work, and I never knew how to fix it. Mm. And it's, you know, and actually, which reminds me of the excellent uh, film Office Space, which is basically like an hour and a half long, brilliant um comedy drama well comedy film really about the horrors of work in uh under late capitalism so yeah. it's like a management consultancy firm comes in and everyone there hates their job but they they loathe their photocopier so much that they kidnap it and take it out into a field and sort of smash it to pieces with baseball bats yeah because it symbolizes everything that is drudgery drudgery yeah. about their work Oh my god! Because they, they have that scene in Peep Show as well, don't they? When um, Mark's yes. place gets like you yeah. know that like J the JLB <laughs> buyout happens, yeah. and then Jeremy's like, and yeah, one day it's all there, and then poof, it just disappears. They, Mark's like, Jeremy, you were there for like two hours, but they throw the photocopier downstairs, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because as, it really symbolises that like it's the emblem of like, and I think it's probably a slightly outdated symbol. I know we're talking about restaurants today, but <laughs> the photocopier I feel like is the perfect symbol of the. 90s maybe 80s but certainly 90s and 2000s mm. office uh white collar you mm -hmm. know what david graber would call bullshit job mm. you know where you're pretty much just clock watching yeah you're trying to find ways to like just spend more time at the water cooler or flirting with the person you work you know you work mm -hmm. with or just like doing anything to enliven 
a job that is sort of a bit redundant, but also you fucking need it in order to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And the photocopier, I think like probably in the age of, you know... (laughs) email attachments and um, and hybrid working. The, the photocopy is a bit less of a useful avatar for that kind of workplace. But your knife yes. is the avatar for your work page. It right? was, it was, it was. So I'm really glad that you brought up the abolished restaurant zine. I came across it recently because, like, you know, we've been talking about restaurants quite a lot recently, you and I, and, like, this zine specifically. I, I found it at the Anarchist Book Fair. Mm-hmm. Loved it so much. I just saw it and I was like, this is brilliant. Beautifully so, illustrated. Beautifully illustrated. Like, the back is really fascinating because it says... So this is a description of it, really. A 60-page illustrated guide to the daily misery, stress, boredom, and alienation of restaurant work, as well as the ways restaurant workers fight against it. Drawing on a range of anti-capitalist ideas, as well as a heaping plate of personal experience, it's part analysis and part call to arms. Written anonymously and originally published by Prol.info, this version has been laid out by Seditionist for international publication. And I love this in the bottom, it says, fuck copyright, reproduce and share. So like, reproduce and share, you can find this online. It is such a beautifully illustrated guide and like example of like how restaurants are exploitative and how they support mm-hmm. capi- like capitalist systems and production and also how you can fight back in a way mm-hmm. but also how like our like our cultural imaginary is so dominated by restaurants and and I guess one of the reasons why if you'll just let me if you'll forgive me for like reading out a passage of yeah, this, yeah do it um but I was reading it and it just really struck such a chord in terms of like what we try and do at Cursed Objects what we're thinking mm. about and also kind of really encapsulates this fucking palette knife that I had to <laughs> use <laughs> That made my life hell when I could have just used a teaspoon. Okay, so there's this like section and yeah, anyway, I'll just read it. We tend to grow attached to the objects we work with. We like a good wine key, a good spatula or a nice sharp knife because they make it a little easier to do our work. We hate when the computer system goes down because then we have to do everything by hand. Whether they're working well or not, the machines impose a rhythm on our work. The job of making a particular entree may be dictated by how long the oven takes to cook one ingredient, how long the microwave takes to heat up another. Even in a rush, we have to wait by the credit card machine while it's slowly printing out. On a good day, the machines in a restaurant aren't noticed. On a bad day, you can spend all night cursing them. (laughs) And that's what was happening with me with this knife. I know it's not a machine, but like it's like a tool by which to like basically essentially like make my life easier because then I can process more orders. Yeah. And it was just me and my boss, right? In that like really small space at like 6 a.m. trying to like do all this stuff. And it's just like fascinating to me that like when it goes wrong, it becomes your mortal enemy. This object symbolizes everything you feel about working in the service industry. And I feel like those feelings that we have towards those places are really complex. So like for me, the coffee shop, Little Oak, is like one of the best places I've ever worked in my life. I love Mm. it. I love my boss so much. He's a dedicated socialist. It was so like freeing to be able to like talk about socialism and like you know like make coffees and like piss about and like have fun and with, like yeah with your boss that's with my probably, boss. Yeah, with, yeah, I mean yeah. it's a small it's a small coffee shop it's like yeah. it's not like a, there wasn't a workforce of 40 people which and there wasn't the hierarchy that right yeah seems. no yeah. it was literally <laughs> just like expect. me and him working and then when it wasn't me and him it'd be like him and someone else which is him it really was like such a small small scale really as opposed like, to like I mean a large restaurant that know, has like the line cook people, and then the this and then there's this. a clearly defined hierarchy yeah. and as the you know this amazing zine abolish restaurants makes clear that 
you know, the, the hierarchy, I mean, it works like any other workplace in some respects in that it's, you know, it's about extracting surplus value from the employees. Well, this is what and I a find generation of profit. This for, is yeah, this is what I find the, fascinating. For the boss, for the owner, really. Well, this is it because like and then you've got middle management, etc. Exactly, <laughs> but like I think one of the things is like when you say abolish restaurants, like okay, like the title of this zine, abolish restaurants, is like quite um, grabby. Grabby, right? Yeah, like it's like over the, like people are like, what do you can't? It's like when people. But I like food. Oh god, it's like I don't know if you remember like last year around Christmas there was this whole like debate over like abolish the family and like. Those of like, I don't know, mealy mouth, stupid people were like, oh, well, like, how can you ever abolish the family? And it's like, it's a feminist, like, it's a feminist slogan. It's a provocation. Yeah, it's, it's a provocation that literally means yeah, yeah. like lots of lots of people within the family unit do unpaid labour. Mm. Abolishing the family is not saying that you can't have family members, just like saying abolishing restaurants doesn't mean that you can't create like a space where you can eat and share food and like, you know, have like different types of food or whatever. It's basically saying that the model that a restaurant operates within, within a capitalist society is exploitative. And I think the actual surplus value from restaurants, reading this, it just, I don't know, it really reminded it of me. Like, so owners buy in, buy in products. Mm -hmm. You'll like, you'll be able to correct me if I'm wrong in like translating this. So owners buy in the products in the coffee shop, they buy in coffee beans or in a restaurant, you buy in like an Italian restaurant, you buy in pasta and the ingredients and whatever. Those things in and of themselves don't make the owners of those restaurants mm. money. Mm -hmm. The surplus money comes from the stolen wages, stolen stolen surplus value, which comes mm. in from the preparation of those uh, those foodstuffs yeah. and then them being By sold people at people on minimum price. wage, yeah. a lot of the time working yeah. extraordinarily long hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, risking their their sort of health and, and yeah. sort of you know, never mind their mental health, never mind yeah. their social lives. So it was really you know, hard in yeah. that coffee shop because, like, my boss is like still one of my one of my best friends. Yeah. I, I love him more than more than anyone. But at the same time, I have to have some really complex conversations with right. someone who is also a socialist yeah. about how within a within a capitalist world, yeah. working in a service industry is inherently exploitative. Yeah. And there feels like there's not really many ways to Did get Did you guys actually it. talk about yeah, that? Yeah, we spoke That's about so it. Cool. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I find it really hard because sometimes I love you, but I sometimes resent you because yeah. you're my boss. Yeah. And sometimes the, the, the lines between our designated roles yeah. are blurred because you're my friend. Yeah. And also because and I know like that you... And there's like often just two of you there. Yeah, like, and also well. because I know that you don't make much money from coffee. Yeah, yeah. You're not like, you're not living the life of Riley. <laughs> I mean, I think the... You're literally like making ends meet. Yeah. based on all of your requirements but also I feel resentment towards you because we operate and we're working within the system but I also love you yeah. it's so complex right you know completely that's, that's so like the curseness of it and yeah. like we'd have these conversations it's great where, you having those conversations you know he would pay me as much as he could within the like limits of like you know right. it was it wasn't like a shared business like it wasn't my business and I wouldn't have been able to make that money otherwise right because like what am I going to do just open up my own coffee shop suddenly for no like somehow like you know all of the equipment all of the things exist there but also at the same time like he would we would always have conversations about like okay how can we make this environment environment better for you how yeah. can we make it work better for you do you want more money how do we like work together in this mm. and like it was actually it, that this is why i love it so much because it's one of the only places where i've been able to have a conversation whether or not that ends up being like changing the exploitative system that that we work in under capitalism or not to actually acknowledge like to have someone acknowledge that like those systems exist mm. was really fucking great but no. then they exist in so many different I, ways I mean it's not often that 
at any workplace you have those conversations about the exploitative nature of the labor relationship with your boss <laughs> like that's yeah. that's that's great that's wonderful and that's unique and um what i got from the abolished restaurants zine which is amazing and as kasha says it's available as a pdf online you can look it up i love print that. it print I, love, it. I love that they're just like fuck copyright that's really that's really cool i suppose one one thing that's slightly missing from it probably which is probably just about when it was written and published hold that thought down if you're hearing me say this it means that you're listening to this episode of cursed objects on our free main feed if you'd like to listen to the whole episode just sign up to our Patreon. It's only £4 a month and uh, you get our entire back catalogue of episodes. And also, as I mentioned at the beginning, you get stickers as well. It really just helps us to keep Cursed Objects going. And at the moment, we're kind of switching over to a model, which is a few on the main feed, a few on the Patreon. So if you don't want to miss out, sign up. Bye.